0: Bienvenidos a Radio Manilla, y'all. My
1: name is Flores, and I'm Miriam Soila Perez, and we are two Latinx friends with wildly different music tastes. Each week we
0: bring you music from the Latinx artists that we love, and this week we are bringing you an episode about boleros, which we've talked about I feel like for so long. And I here know. We are finally, this has
1: been in the works. I mean, I'm kind of glad we waited because now you're obsessed with boleros, so it's going to be more fun. Than right. Been. Right. <laughs> I didn't know I was waiting for that, but apparently. <laughs> Apparently that's what we were waiting for. Yeah. Um, Well, we're going to get into like how that happened for you. But the first song is um, my pick. And my picks are a little bit more like historical and maybe like research because my father's like done a lot of writing about bolero. So I talked to him a little bit. So this is considered the first bolero. And this is not by – this is not – the original doesn't exist because it was written in 1880. But this is a song that's been redone many, many times. And so the original composer is Jose Pepe Sanchez – this is a version of the song by um, a group called De Boleros that, I, as far as I can tell, me is one album, um, but it's called Tristezas. So let's take a listen.
2: No deja ensanchar mi pasión. Un beso me diste un día. Yo lo guardo en el... De esta dulce inspiración, no uh, si tu amor me invade en la soledad, el beso, beso que tú me diste me provoca día. la pasión.
0: so much for doing all this research
1: <laughs> i mean i really could have done a lot more there's even an article <laughs> that my father wrote that i haven't read about boleros um but <laughs> i did interview him when i was um visiting a few weeks ago and um so i referenced the audio from that to to go Amazing. back to this um but yeah my interest in boleros has always been about recognizing the connection between bachata and bolero and i've talked about that many times in this podcast that i feel like bachata is like a contemporary sort of take on the bolero genre for a number of different reasons. So that's like really where my interest in it lies, but also I grew up listening to a lot of boleros because of my father. Um so I'm not necessarily bringing songs that I'm like, "Oh, I love this song," but more just like songs mm-hmm, that illustrate mm-hmm. something about the genre that I think is interesting. So like yeah. I said, this is considered the first boleto to be re- the first Boletto ever. And like, you know, my father said that, but also Wikipedia, like it seems like it's a widely accepted idea um, that was written in the 1880s in Cuba by this um, musician, Jose Pepe Sanchez, who um, Wikipedia refers to him as mulato, meaning that he was, you know, of African descent um, or mixed race descent. And so, you know, it makes sense in some ways because... Um, bolero is, um, as, as is with uh, pretty much every Cuban music genre, there's a mixing of like African rhythms and like European mm-hmm. melodies. And so this is, this genre really like kind of illustrates that. Um, yeah, for and sure. so he was also the father of Trova, which is interesting, which we've talked about in the past as well. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Very interesting.
1: And he has a cool story cause he's one of those like, just sort of like supposedly, at least based on the, what I read, um, no musical training and just like kind of a genius musically and just like could compose and everything by ear. And so not a lot of his was written down even. Um, So a lot of it's lost, but this is a song that has been, you know, remade and remade and remade and and still attributed to him, which is pretty cool. Um, Yeah. It's fascinating how much um, music
0: has, you know, I think that the tradition of writing music down is, maybe like sort of like a western concept and like Mm. it's more of a you know like it's i think like in other cultures more traditional for this to happen for Mm. you know like if a song is popular or you know like it takes hold of the popular imagination then it's done and redone and redone and becomes like you know a classic right and um but but it's also like such a gift you know to have um to have writing and be able to 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 look into things from the past that might have been, you know, forgotten for many, many
1: reasons, you know? Right. It's also a question of literacy, um, right? That And like that music can exist without any literacy, right? Like you don't have to know how to write yeah. or read music to, to compose music, to be musical. Um, yeah. So I think the questions of literacy also impact what music gets written down and what doesn't. And yeah, that's very much shaped by, um yeah east west dynamics colonialism race like mm-hmm. all, the, all mm-hmm. the things or even whether languages have a written form like uh, yeah. navajo doesn't have a written form right you now so right right and yeah. and who and who decided what music how you write music right like like it's yeah. it's, it's its own literacy like right the way you write right. notes and stuff like that and and where is that created and whatnot so yeah it's really it's it's interesting um so the thing that you know, I see as the connection between boleros and bachata is thematic mostly. So like the, you know, boleros are, are, this is my father's language, tragic, guilt written, bitter, you know, they don't have happy endings. Like it's very, um, I would say melancholic. He would mm, say, you know, mm-hmm. even more extreme. And I don't think this is, you know, n- nothing, there's no rule that like doesn't have exceptions to it, but I do think that there is something about, you know, it's like, it's like the love lost genre kind of thing. Um, which from his mind, he has done a lot of writing about like comparing sort of like Cuban popular culture to like what was happening in the United States at similar times and that he says, you know, that in the United States there was a lot more of sort of like a tradition of like happy endings and Mm. like love songs that were romantic in a particular way and that this was, um, you know, Bolero's an example of, of, of going in a really different direction thematically but sometimes the music itself can sound kind of upbeat which happens with bachata too whereas like if you don't listen to the lyrics you're like oh wait this person's like talking about being on you know his deathbed because his heart is broken <laughs> but the music itself might not but you're actually like dancing you know quickly to it or whatever yeah, yeah. So, so like an interesting juxtaposition
0: so I have a question for you about the connection between boleros and bachatas because I kind of see it and also like you know, the, the theme pieces are there, but I also feel like love and lust are probably like the theme of the majority of all music. So I'm wondering mm-hmm. what you feel like is a particular connection beyond sort of like the themes also, or do you, do you think it's just like a vibe? Like what, what is it for you that makes, that feels similar?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's not just love and lust. It's like heartbreak. Mm-hmm, it's, like, mm-hmm. it's like devastation, right? Yeah. So yeah, love is always the theme of music, but but, but chat them but little, it's like, it's like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm devastated. I'm, it's tragic. It's tragic, mm, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. I think that's, that's the, the thematic connection. I don't know enough musically, like I'm not musically sophisticated enough to like trace whether there are musical, con- I mean, I'm sure there are musical connections, just if you think about the origins of like, you know, music in Cuba Cuban, music in the Dominican Republic and like the African influence and all that so i'm sure there are musical connections but yeah for me it is the thematic but it's the it's the like heartbreak you know yeah Um, yeah longing the particular yeah Mm -hmm. longing right it's very Uh longing also Um, you know so yeah it's it's a particularly like intense we'll talk a little bit more about it later but i also feel like you could probably consider it to be like a toxic love music (laughs) genre (laughs) Because For that all kind of your of, toxic you
0: know, relationship needs. Yeah. la yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, but, but yeah, I would love to be a musicologist in another life and like understand if there are musical. Because, you know, bachata has a very strict sort of like there are five instruments. Then that's, you're a bachata when you have these five instruments. I don't know with boleto if there's a similar I don't think there's the same rigidity but also um i don't know if the, mm. there's overlap i mean mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. i mean i
0: feel like i don't really know either but i feel like what i recognize in boleros are like like the rhythm of the bongos right it's like the drums and mm-hmm. like that beat that's very specific like very mm-hmm. like um specific bolero drumming that i'm just like okay, yeah. yes this is what this is to me
1: <laughs> right yeah and you're i have now you, you've tried to help me sort of identify that and i really struggle like i think. Mm. I don't think I have an ear to hear like instruments in that way Mm. or haven't developed it. Um, but yeah, that's a good question though. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into your new love of boleros with what's your first song. And then we can, I want to hear more about what, how you got here.
0: Yeah. So most of my songs are sort of like in the longing category and less in the devastating heartbreak category. Although there is a little bit of that, but, um, My first song is by Blanca Rosa Gil, and it's called
2: Hambre. Let's take a listen. (laughs) Dentro de mi alma oigo el grito De un corazón anhelante Que repite a cada instante Su deseo de que noches de delirio siento correr por mis venas un deseo que me quema y que me obliga a gritar Hombre, de sentir el fuego ardiente de un amor que sea inclemente que me queme la centra Besar con ansia loca que me muerdan en la boca hasta hacerme la sangre. Sí, hambre de un amor que me calcine, que con besos asesine mi deseo y mi ansiedad. So
0: I started listening to Boleros towards the end of sort of my non-vaccinated time. So it was like the kind of situation where it's like almost the end of a tunnel and I could see it, but I wasn't quite there. And, you know, like I knew that the vaccine was coming soon. I didn't really know when it was going to come, like for me specifically, other people are getting vaccinated. And um, I was just fantasizing about what I wanted to do. And in this fantasy that I was having, I pictured myself with like a glass of wine on like a patio with twinkly lights and like talking closely with like people that I loved, you know, like breathing all up in their faces because (laughs) that's what I was fantasizing about after this pandemic time. And uh, I just started as thinking that like boleros would be such a nice like vibe for that. And so I started listening and making a playlist. And of course, this is my want, um, focused mostly on women. And I really, really, really loved this song. I mean, there's a lot of songs that I chose and started to really like. Um, but this song is just called to me because it is s- simply so goddamn horny. Like, my gosh, she's just like the way she says, i I like, I feel yeah. it in my bones. It's like, yes, girl. It's like, you know, exactly. those cats on the street where they're just like screaming because they're so horny. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like that.
1: Yeah. Are they horny or are they hungry? I don't know. <laughs> I those cats. I've heard something about male cat penises having barbs. So, oh, um, uh, yeah. Also. Um. That. <laughs> Wow. So, is it was this was this channeling how you were feeling at the at the end of, of
0: your um, quarantine? I don't know that it was like the horniness, but it was just like for me, it was just like the general vibe, like of like the of like I don't know, like a slow, like older, like you know, just the music like felt like really my vibe. Like the particular theme of this is excellent, and I love it, but it wasn't a b- part of the of my post-vax fantasy necessarily. Um, mm-hmm. but, but I just like, it did make me think about how I was like, oh my God, like, do not fucking let your parents tell you shit about la música de hoy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is Why, like a they, they so, use, like, so fucking many metaphors. horny. <laughs> like these boleros are so fucking horny. They are not subtle.
1: Um, <laughs> so yeah, some of them are horny. Yeah. I mean, to me, what I hear in this song is just like, like it's not even like horniness it's like craving it's like it's like emptiness it's like this like hunger that can never be satiated you know i think that's what it is about this genre. it's like it's like the depth of feeling it's so intense yeah, you know? yeah. it's so overwhelming it's not just like I really wish I could, you know, hook up with somebody right now. It's like No, not just anybody, like, but well like for a specific
0: person, a longing for a very but, specific person, right. yeah.
1: But also like that the emotional content of it's like I have this longing inside of me that can never be filled, kind of, mm-hmm, you know, like it's just mm-hmm. it's like everything's level 10, you know. Yeah, 100%. It was the Buena Vista episode, right, that you said that has got you right, started on this path. Right, right. It's because I
0: was re-listening to that album, and I was like, oh, this would be good for my, like, wine in a twinkly light patio with my friends vibe, mm-hmm. and I was particularly mm-hmm. drawn to those Gardenias and the boleros on there, so I was like, let me, let me go into, dig deep into boleros, and so that's what sort of got me started. But mm-hmm. this is Blanca Rosa Gil who is Cuban, a lot of like really famous Cuban bolero artists since it's a Cuban genre. Um, She's still around, Uh, she was born in 1937. Her career started in Venezuela though and she was active from like the 50s to the 70s. Um, And she went back to Cuba but then was exiled and left to Miami like so many people in the diaspora did. And I think that, you know, like you see this in a lot of like the artists that I brought at least, like a lot of like migrating like to Venezuela, which was like a very like, you know, prosperous oil rich country in the 50s with a big bolero and music scene industry. Um, And then like people also like going to Mexico and Miami, like where sort of like these like hubs of like Latin American diaspora and migration and industry are. Um, So she's sort of in that similar category
1: yeah and i want to talk about um about mexico a little bit but maybe we can go ahead to the next song and get into that yeah um, what did you bring mexico and boleros so i'm gonna um also bring a woman artist next this song is called historia de un amor and it's by guadalupe pineda let's take a listen
2: verte, porque Dios me hizo quererte, para hacerme sufrir más, siempre fuiste la razón de mi existir, adorarte para mí fue religión, en tus brazos se encontraba el amor que me brindaba el calor. Historia de un amor, como no hay otro igual, que me hizo comprender todo el bien, todo el mal que le dio luz a mi vida, apagando la después. Ay, qué noche tan oscuro.
1: So this mujer is from Mexico, um, which is actually a really big part of the bolero genre and is really like a Mexican Cuban genre, even though the roots are very musically Cuban. Um, and that's not actually unusual. Like mambo is also another genre that has that like Cuban Mexican, um, connection. Mm. And so it's just interesting that there's a lot of Mexican boleristas. boleristas yeah. um, bolerista. um, and so, yeah, she's one of them. And you can kind of hear, I think a little bit of the Mexican influence in this, um, but what I love about this song is just the drama. It's like the drama. Like, you just hear it even before she starts singing. I feel like you hear it. And then her voice comes in, and it's just like, ugh, just so much, so many feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But this song made me think of this idea that it might be like a toxic love genre, because the way she talks about love is like, this this is just not healthy. Siempre fuiste razón de mi existir, you know, like... We got to have a talk about codependency. Yeah. (laughs) I
0: feel like I feel that way about a lot of songs. I'm like, this is not good little buddy.
1: (laughs) No, I mean, yeah, songs really set us up for some really unrealistic expectations about love. Um, But yeah, she's been considered the queen of Bodero, So this is like a big part of her, her work, although it's not the only thing that she did. And she's, um, she recorded like 30 albums. So she's a really big Mexican artist. I've actually never come across her. I don't think we brought her on the show before. So I was um, excited to be introduced to her. All of these recommendations came from mm-hmm. my father. Um, so, but yeah, I do think that there's something about a woman's voice too, that changes it, you know, really changes the dynamic, um, which is, you know, bachata in particular is really, really male dominated, but, um, but yeah, it does feel pretty toxic. You know, like nobody should be your reason for living, yeah. you know, like you, you should be your reason for living. Yeah. That's my, my relationship psychology PSA for today. <laughs> 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 did you like this one? Better?
0: I did. I did. I like all of these. I like, yeah. I just like, I really I like them. them. I think that they're just like such a fun vibe and like they, I don't know. they really like, get me in a fucking mood. I'm just like, I just it makes me want to like wear a really dramatic outfit and like a very like smoky eye and like a bold lip and like you know just like <laughs> it gets me in a mood. Have you had <laughs> so your I'm moment yet? Here for them. I really I have it, you know. Like I've done it so funny because I've like done many things since but I have not had my like, you know, bolero twinkly night out wine sort of night. So um I've had like, you know, nights dancing on rooftops and stuff, but I need to get it together. Yeah. Make it happen before the Delta patio. variant brings us all back down. <laughs> oh
1: god, don't. don't please. Ni lo quiera Dios.
0: No No.
1: Are these are my picks going to make it to your um playlist?
0: Ooh, they might. They might. We'll
1: put a link in the show notes, if I don't made a bullet playlist. I think we've shared it before, potentially, but we can share it again. Yeah,
0: we'll definitely share it.
1: So what's what's your next pick?
0: My next pick is called Dímelo, and it's by Carmen Delia Di Pini. Let's take a listen to it. Dímelo.
2: Yo sé que yo te gusto. Y sé que estás deseando que yo te diga algo. Dímelo Y no te dé vergüenza Que aquel que mucho piensa Nunca consigue nada, nada más Que sufrir Anda, mi vida, dímelo Que yo tan solo espero Oír de ti un te quiero Para hacerte feliz me karate
0: is another like very like coy and sexy song which I really really loved Um, I you know I like the sound of it but I specifically really love the lyrics I think that I focused a lot on the lyrics for these because I was just like so like surprised by some of their themes Um, and uh, you know I love like just love the idea of like women being sort of openly sexual back then and this is just like Basically, she's talking about the dude uh, to uh, a presumably like a dude or somebody, right? she's to a two of any gender, uh, but like basically, it's just like catching me is just a formality. Just you know, anda dime you know, like. And I love that she's like que no te de vergüenza que que aquel que mucho piensa no nada nada más que sufrir. <laughs> It's just like, don't worry about it. Don't think about it. Shoot your shot. You shall be rewarded, boo. So (laughs) I really appreciated that.
1: This one has a more like upbeat. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This one's a little bit more coy, a little bit less like, you know, there's like a sort of like sexual longing, but it's, it's less like of that, like very, um, you know, like a dramatic, uh, vibe that you're, that you're describing.
1: Mm-hmm. And even the the musically, it has this like kind of like quick staccato sort of mm-hmm, mm-hmm, thing. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. Yeah, this is Carmen Delia de Pini.
0: She was Puerto Rican. She um, passed in 98, but also had like a fairly, you know, storied career herself. And I, you know, I added a couple of her songs to... The playlist as well because I really liked I really liked her um, her thing but she yeah was born in San Juan and um, and yeah did a lot of stuff from Puerto Rico also Venezuela also Mexico also Cuba um, so yeah all the all the spots where there's a lot of Bolero stuff happening
1: love it I um I hadn't done this before but I was looking at the Wikipedia page about Bolero and they actually say that it was um kind of connected to inspired by the feeling movement f-i-l-i-n which derived its name from the english word feeling <laughs> 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 which i actually saw that referenced in like one of the albums that i that i saw so and that's referring to like a particular type of like jazz influenced my um, romantic song oh
0: that's so, funny yeah yeah and it's interesting pl- that plays out
1: yeah yep 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 mucho feeling Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. exactly <laughs> okay so my next song is you know really the person who i think is has been credit for popularizing or like main and kind of bringing boleros into the mainstream and he's another mexican singer although puerto rican born mexican singer um luis miguel who we've we've talked about on the show before and this song is called Nosotros. let's take a listen Mm
2: quiero decirte algo Que quizá no esperes, doloroso tal vez Pero Escúchame, que aunque me duela Um,
1: okay so yeah we've talked about Luis Miguel before he's a Puerto Rican born Mexican artist a lot of people are surprised to know he's not Mexican because he I mean really Mexico is like what made his career and he's associated with Banging Mexican but he's actually born in Puerto Rico. And um yeah, I mean he really I think brought boleros maybe for the second time. It's, I don't know that much about like the 50s and how popular you could say boleros were at the time, but I would um I would say and also like Wikipedia says that he really um is credited with bringing boleros to to the mainstream in the in the 90s with his, you know, love ballads and I think we brought him to like the Senora Jam's Mm -hmm. episode, maybe, you know, he's kind of like heartthrob of a certain era.
0: (laughs) It's funny because I don't think that Mm -hmm. I would have identified this as a bolero if I just heard it, but listening to it rhythmically, Mm. it definitely is. I can hear like the, like the beat, but it's just like, it has such Mm -hmm. a different sound because it's so much more like, you know, it's like from the nineties, it's modern. Right. And it's like made purposefully to sound, um, to
1: sound, you know, modern
0: when it came out. Um. Right.
1: Right. I think that's what he did. He brought, he brought boletos to people who weren't into boleros. you know, like he brought it to a different, I think genre, like a different uh, audience because he had mm-hmm. this popularity mm-hmm. that wasn't necessarily tied to that genre. But yeah, this song has a very like eighties vibe to me. I mean, it's from 1994, but to me it feels very eighties, <laughs> which maybe, you know, late eighties, early nineties, like what's, you know, I was like a kid. So what's yeah. the difference? But yeah, um, Oh yeah, it does have a really different sound, you're right
0: Yeah, it's, I was like, oh, like, like listening to it I was like, I would have never ever thought about this as a bolero But like, it definitely is, you know, it has like If you like, if I do like the similar like drum, like drumming beat That like I know is in all these other boleros Mm -hmm. I can, you know, hear that same rhythm there But it's a lot more like understated
1: Yeah, so I feel like we had to include Luis Miguel in this Just because he's, he's become such a big part of the genre and I don't know. It's sort of funny to think about Boleros' love songs because they can be so sad or depressing or tragic or mm-hmm, toxic, mm-hmm. you know. They're like, but the way he sings them, it's definitely like he's like you know romancing his audience, right? That's kind of the Senyora like ah kind of feel of it, right? Um, but like heartthrob, yeah. you know. Um, but I don't know lyrically some of these songs. I'm like, those are actually really like not a great testament to <laughs> love. Like, you know, like, not.
0: Like love is a yeah. mess, and you may or may not be better off without it. If <laughs> you just listen to boleros, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> uh huh. Uh-huh. <sighs> ne- ne- maybe someday we can reprise the Melisola <laughs> episode. <laughs> like, and like I think some of these songs, some of these boleros oh would be good God, no, be like... songs but like, you don't actually yeah, want it's like that. You don't. <laughs> you really don't. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. All right, this next one that you're bringing yes, is a classic. it's a
0: huge, huge classic, like although, classic. Um, you know, it's been performed a million times. I'm also bringing a classic artist. Um, her name is Olga Guillot. Also, mm-hmm. I think another person who's known as La Reina del Bolero, you know, maybe there's like a couple of them. But this song is called <laughs> Summer. <laughs>
2: Tanta vida yo te di Que por fuerza Tienes ya Sabor a mi No pretendo Ser tu dueña No soy nada Yo no tengo vanidad De mi vida Doy lo bueno
0: so, Sabor was a bolero that was written in 1959 originally, and um, it's super popular. My guess is that a lot of you will recognize it, and um, it was written by Álvaro Carrillo, who was a Mexican composer, and then popularized by Los Panchos, who are uh, another hugely popular bolero trio, actually. Um, so, mm-hmm. the, this is, and this is Olga Guillot's performance of it, which I really love.
1: I feel like we've brought this song before, but I can't remember. I don't recall. Um, Yeah, I think we have, but I think by someone else, Mm -hmm. not by Mm -hmm. Ovidio, but by someone else. Um, But yeah, it's it's a a classic. My father brought this one up in sort of talking about like that, what boletos are like, and he referenced this song as kind of like a nasty song. (laughs) I think because it has like this very, um, if you if you think of it literally, and like it's very different when she's singing it, but you know it was written. Um, by Mm -hmm. a man right Um, this idea that like you know I took your virginity so like you'll always have this you know taste of me like which it's misogynistic and also kind of a little bit you know gross right like to think about it that way um And yeah, so it does have kind of like a little, like a darker undertone when you think about it in that way, if you, if you take it really literally in this way. Um,
0: yeah, I was actually also taking it very literally, but it just feels super different coming from a woman, you know what I mean? And yes, obviously like a man did mm -hmm. write it and, um, you know, it's just like, I don't know. I feel like because I focus so much of my bolero listening on women, it like, you know, just like reads very different. I was like, wow, this is like, it was another, I was like, wow, y'all are very explicit. (laughs) Yeah, I
1: guess it's <laughs> raunchy. Maybe yeah, raunchy is like the a word. Very I explicit,
0: raunchy. y'all. Like again, like, y'all thought that in the fifties people were on something else. Um, but but yeah, so um, I I do I I love Olga Guillot. She's another Cuban bolerista, hugely influential. Um, she got popular first in Mexico then went to Venezuela. You know, like you're you, you you're hearing a pattern here with a lot of the artists that um, we've brought. Yeah. Like a lot of people like went to Mexico, they went to Venezuela. Venezuela was really active also in the bolero world with a lot of people, I think, establishing their, themselves there um, from elsewhere in the Caribbean. Pero también like a lot of native um, talent, like Felipe Pirela, who I didn't bring, but is on my playlist. Um, And Mm -hmm. she passed in 2010 in Miami. So she sort of, like, again, like, moved in a similar way that a lot of the Latin American diasporas did. Um, But I really, really love Oleguillo. And she's, um, you know, again, like, a classic for a reason. Brings a lot of this, like, feeling into her voice. And I think that maybe that's what appeals to me about boleros is, you know, like, el feeling. And Mm -hmm. especially, like, I really love artists in whose voices I can... um, Hear a lot of feeling and a lot of emotion. I think that that's mm-hmm. really difficult to convey, um, and voleristas yeah. are just because it's it's sort of like a requirement of the genre in a way, and um, I mm-hmm. think that that's partially what I really like about it. It's like wow, you're really taking me through all these emotions that I have no business feeling because I you know like don't really relate, but. <laughs> <laughs> but, or at least in the moment, but it's just like, you make me feel the feelings. And I think that that's just to me, that's wild. And I will never not be impressed by that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's incredible. It's a real um, gift. It's a real gift. For sure. For sure. All right, loves, thank you so much for listening. We hope you've enjoyed this little, um, not so little turn into the world of, bacha- of bachata, into the world of boleros. It's 40 and slip. Um, and yeah, w- As always, all the info about these songs are on our show notes and at radiomanea.com.
0: Yeah, sign up for our newsletter. We have cute things for you there every time that we have an episode. We're on social media. So find us. We're at Radiomanea everywhere.
1: All right. Hasta la próxima.
0: See you next
2: week, babies. Bye. Provoca la pasión Yo lo guardo en él